peoples of the worldwide federated internet. What's good? I'm learning a lot about myself reading through Genesis um, 41, especially going through uh, the happenings of Joseph and not learning a lot about myself in the sense that I'm doing things right is in the sense of what I'm doing wrong in seeing how Joseph handled himself. I'm seeing like different places in my life where I know yeah, I definitely missed the mark. But without further ado, let's get into this. Genesis chapter 41, we left off last time at verse, uh, let me look at my notes, verse 16. So we're going to pick up verse 17, and I'm going to read 17 through 25. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, In my dream, behold, I stood upon the bank of the river and behold there came up out of the river seven kind fat fleshed and well favored and they fed in a meadow and behold seven other kind came up after them poor and very ill favored and lean flesh such as i i never saw in all the land of egypt for badness and the lean and the ill-favored kind did eat up the first seven fat kind. And when they had eaten them up, it could not be known that they had eaten them up. But they were still ill-favored as at the beginning. And so I awoke and I saw in my dream and behold, seven ears came up and one stalk full and good. And behold, seven ears withered thin and blasted with the east wind sprung up after them. And the thin ears devoured the seven good ears. And I told this unto the magicians, but there was none that could declare it to me. And Joseph said unto Pharaoh, the dream of Pharaoh is one. God hath showed Pharaoh what he is about to do. And all of this, Joseph could have easily for his own pleasure. Now think about it. You're in prison. Well, you're first sold to slavery, sold to, sold to the Ishmaelites, then sold to Potiphar. Potiphar puts you in his house. You're blessed. He's blessed because of you. You're wise. He sees that wisdom his wife falsely accuses you, right? You're not even trying to, trying to have none of the situation with his wife. Could have easily done it and probably got away with it. Not, not in the sight of God, but in the sight of Potiphar, he could have got away with it. All alone with this woman, standing on principle, nah, having none of that. Falsely accused, thrown in prison. Then the, the captain of the prison guards 
notices something about you, places you overall the prisoners. Things are going well. You're overall the prisoners. Chief Butler, Chief Baker come in from Pharaoh. They have dreams. You interpret the dream. You say, hey, don't forget about your boy when you leave. They leave. Two years pass. Clearly, they, they forgot about you. Now you're out here in front of Pharaoh and, and Pharaoh's proclaiming to you what this dream is. You could easily say, yeah, I got this gift. I'm getting ready to, to describe to you exactly what's going on. But that's not what Joseph does. No, at no point is Joseph putting a focus on himself. He's like, yeah, God, God is showing you something. Um, God hath showed Pharaoh what he is about to do. I'm telling you, when I tell you Joseph is a different type of cat, Joseph is a different type of cat. He is on something else. All right. Verses 26 through 38. Yeah. 26 through 38. And Joseph said unto Pharaoh, the dream of Pharaoh is one. God hath showed Pharaoh what he is about to do. Verse 26. The, uh, the seven good kind are seven years and the seven good, e good ears are seven years. The dream is one. The seven thin and ill-favored kind that came up after them are seven years and the seven empty ears uh, blasted with the east wind shall be seven years of famine. This is the thing which I have spoken unto Pharaoh, what God is about uh, to do, he showeth unto Pharaoh. Again, he keeps pointing back to God. He's letting it be known. This ain't about me. This ain't about what I'm telling you. It's about what God is showing you. Behold, there came seven years of great plenty throughout all the land of Egypt. And there shall arise after them seven years of famine, and all the plenty shall be forgotten in the land of Egypt. And the famine shall consume the land, and the plenty shall not be known in the land by reason of of that famine following for it shall be uh for it shall be very grievous uh verse 32 and for that the dream was doubled unto pharaoh twice it is because the thing is established by god god and god will shortly bring it to pass now therefore let pharaoh look out a man discreet and wise and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh do this and let him appoint officers over the land and take up the fifth part of the land of Egypt in seven plenteous years and let them gather all the food of those good years that come and lay up corn under the hand of Pharaoh and let them keep food in the cities and the food shall be for store to the land against the seven years of famine, which shall be in the land of Egypt and the land perish not through the famine. And the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and the eyes of his servants. And Pharaoh said unto his servants, 
Can we find such a one as this, as this is a man in whom the spirit of God is? Joseph was so on top of his game that it was hard for you not to see God working in and through him. He was one of those people where you just you meet and it's just like, man, this dude. Can he do anything wrong? Like everything he touches turns to gold. Now, again, let me preface this. I'm not telling you that there was no faults in Joseph. I, I believe early on in, uh, in some previous videos, I went over some some possible, you know, questionable things in Joseph's lives concerning his brothers. But as, as far as his walk with God, he was definitely committed. Right. Again, always lead with there's not a just man upon the earth that doeth good and sinneth not right so we know this but joseph is on his game he's doing what he's supposed to do and it's it's evident to pharaoh what's going on now that that brought to mind something that was said in the book of matthew chapter 5 verse 16 and i'm gonna be honest with you when i'm reading my bible sometimes i'm going over all of this stuff and I and I get some repetitive themes and that doesn't bother me. What it makes me mindful of when I'm seeing these repetitive things, I'm like, oh, God is trying to is trying to tell us something. God is trying to show us something. And we really need to pay attention to this because this is something we need to do. Uh, Matthew chapter five, verse 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. And here's the here's the difference between what this verse says and what most people do. Most people, I'm putting myself in there. Um, I'm thankful to God that I've definitely in this in the, in the past year or so sought to definitely correct this and, and rid my life of this mentality. But most people, when they do things, None of us want to admit it, but we do these things because we want some kind of recognition. We want somebody else to acknowledge, oh, yeah, I see what you're doing. I see how you're getting down. I'm, I've got myself to the point where I'm like, yo, forget about me. It's not about me. This thing is about God drawing men to himself. I'm irrelevant. Completely irrelevant. My boy Lupe always says, you're useful, you're not necessary, right? I'm thankful that, that God uses me in whatever capacity he does use me, right? But I understand that it's not about me. I am completely irrelevant. I've, got, I've gotten to the point where I'm like, whatever God works and whatever God does and however he uses me, move me out the way, make me irrelevant. I don't even want to be seen. I don't, I don't, I don't really care. The, the most, the most joyous thing to me is when I'm interacting with people and I get comments about, yo, I, I appreciate this or I appreciate that, or God used this or God used that, or this helped me or that helped me. It doesn't like the, the, the glory has, it's not on me. It's not about us. It's not about us at all. Sometimes I think when, when I read my Bible in the past, I had this idea like it was, it was me centered, man centered. Let me see 
what I could get out of this for my life. Now, when I go to my Bible, I'm thinking to myself, what can I do to be beneficial towards God's plan of drawing men to himself? And you got to remove yourself for that. It it cannot be about you because if it's about you, you miss the whole point. All right. Verse 39 to 41. And Pharaoh said unto his servants, can we find such a one as this, as this is a man in whom the spirit of God is? And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, for as much as God hath showed thee all these, all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Thou shalt be over my house and according unto thy word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than thou. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, see, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. Now that word discreet means prudent, wise in avoiding errors or evil. And in, um, uh, hold on. Let me see. I, I, wrote down the definition and got, got chicken scratch with it here. So I couldn't even see what I wrote. Okay. So prudent, wise and avoiding errors or evil. Um, and in selecting the best means to accomplish a purpose, circumspect, cautious, weary, not rash. Joseph was very balanced and Pharaoh noticed this. How crazy is it? That Joseph goes from being over everything in Potiphar's house to being over all of Egypt. The only person that was greater than him in the land was Pharaoh. That means that Joseph is now over Potiphar. The very dude that imprisoned him falsely. And I'm I'm of the impression that Potiphar knew his wife was lying. He knew Joseph's character. He he trusted Joseph so much that he had no idea how much he owned, how much cattle he had, how much land he had, how much wealth. He had no idea. All he knew about was when he sat down, Joseph made sure his table was prepared and everything was running smooth. Do you really believe a man that would trust someone else that much believed what his wife said? Nah, I think I think Potiphar knew exactly what kind of woman his wife was. He wasn't confused. But he threw Joseph in prison anyway. And talk about the come up, the major come up. The funny thing is, Joseph never made himself to be the guy that Pharaoh should choose. He was so. This is like I'm, when I'm, t- I'm telling you, Joseph was a different type of cat. And, it, and it's humbling to me because I realize as I'm reading this story, man, I need to step my game up on humility. At no point was Joseph focusing on himself. And at every turn, he was pointing a finger back to God. And it was so evident that even even Pharaoh and the people around noticed, yo, who's like this kid? Who's like this kid who who God is definitely with? Again, Joseph's accent actions 
just drawing men's attention to God and not himself. I know in this social media age, we all, you know, we, I, I like social media. I like interacting with people, but I think in this social media age is, is creating this, this false identity of self. And amongst believers, I think even, even we get involved in this. I'll, I'll put myself in there and say, I definitely have right where you gain popularity, you gain followers, you get a lot of likes, you get a lot of views, and then it becomes about you. Instead of making it like, yeah, yeah, all that, yeah, that's irrelevant. Let me show you what, what, what the Bible says. Let me, let me, let me, let me talk to you about what God has done in my life. Forget about me. I'm irrelevant. Yo, I'm telling you, this definitely makes me want to step my game all the way up. Y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.